Hi, this is Peter Alsop. The album I'm going to share with you over the next five podcast episodes is my Family Rolls album. It's a live recording, and it's full of ideas and songs to chew, which is just another way of saying songs you can mull over or consider or cogitate upon, songs and ideas that get you thinking about your life and the folks around you, ideas we want to get out onto the table and spread them around there so we can explore them. This recording was made at one of the many Power of Laughter and Play conferences we did around different parts of the country in the 80s and the 90s with the Institute for the Advancement of Human Behavior, IAHB run by my friends Joan and Jerry Piaget. This one was at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim, California, on April 24, 1991. I'd been on the IAHB faculty for all sorts of their conferences on human behavior with lots of remarkable people like Masters and Johnson, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and Buckminster Fuller, and Dr. Benjamin Spock. This particular conference was one that I helped inspire. Our attendees were doctors and nurses and therapists, We had cancer and child abuse survivors and teachers and college professors and artists and comedians. It was really wonderful with folks like Steve Allen and Sid Caesar and a slew of other comedians, healers and clowns and scientists. It was a great conference full of support and healing. I want to be sure to mention that my presentation on family roles centers around the insightful and dedicated work of my teacher and friend, Sharon Wegscheider Cruz. She worked closely with Virginia Satir and was the founding chairperson of the National Association of Children of Alcoholics, and founder of on-site workshops. It's her work on family roles that provide the framework for my songs. And she's just released another wonderful book called Caregiving, Hope and Health for Caregiving Families. But right now, Jerry Piaget and his son, Ryan, are waiting to introduce me. So without any further ado, here we go. Chapter one of Family Roles. I'm Jerry Piaget. I'm the president of the Institute uh, that's sponsoring this program, and I'd like to join Joan and the rest of the Institute staff and uh, welcome you warmly to the program. And I ask for the opportunity to introduce Peter because he's absolutely one of my favorite people. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen him uh, perform, I'm sure you'll agree with me uh, by the end of the evening. He joined the, the speakers at our conferences probably 10 years ago. At that time, he was a wonderful performer and songwriter who also knew a lot about psychology and uh, and humanistic applications of singing and multimodal presentations. Well, time marches on and and people go to school and learn um, in a more formal sense. And And now Peter is a PhD psychologist who is also an incredible singer and songwriter. I was involved just a little bit in the folk music craze in the late 1960s, and I knew a lot of the songwriters of that era. As far as I'm concerned, Peter has them all beat cold. He's the best songwriter I've ever had the opportunity to know personally. Peter is also the kind of a, the kind of a presenter who can appeal to children of all ages. And in that regard, I think we have one of his younger and... Uh, and, and most avid fans here who asked if he could introduce Peter to you this evening. So uh, if I can get Craig to come on out here. Craig is six years old and has something to say to you. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Dr. Peter Alsop. That was great. Well, hi. Wait a minute. Wait. Well, hi. There you go. All right. Here we are. We got a little time together. That's wonderful. Want to sing a song? 
Okay. I want to do songs and talk about feelings. So I think that's uh, real critical stuff. Um, and safe places. How a lot of times we don't have safe places to express all of our feelings. You know. Um, how many of you are in human services anyway? Whoa, lots of you. How many of you have to deal with humans? There's a, yeah. <laughs> Some people that raise their hand the first time didn't raise their hand the second time. There's, Easy. My contention is that you can only help people around you achieve a level of clarity that, that we have about ourselves. Does that make sense? With that in mind, you know, I, one of the things I talk to human service professionals about is a commitment to self-growth, that we really need to like, stick our neck out and take a look at our own stuff. Because so the clearer we can be about that, the more, the more we're going to be able to sail through life and be helpful for other people and, and be there for ourselves, be centered. And, uh, so with that in mind, um, one of the things that I think that when you grow, you need to take some risks to grow. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, and, and that if you're pretty comfortable, that probably, my guess is you're probably not taking much of a risk. Wouldn't you agree with that too? Yeah, so, so I want to do a sing-along with you all, okay? Would that be all right? Now, I know this is going to be a risk for some of you, but we're talking about commitment to self-growth here tonight, so this is a stretch. So, so would you be willing to try one with me that's real easy? Okay. Well, okay, now there's one part we all sing together. It goes like this. It goes... I am a pizza. Okay, now I know some of you people said. If you're having trouble with this, think of it as an imagery song. Okay, there's, uh, there's, let's try it all together. Here you go. One, two, three. I am a pizza. That was really very good. Most of you are singing, but there's some people out there kind of going. Have you ever see opera singers? You know how they open their mouths real. Maybe we need to warm up. That's it. Let's try. Let's try to warm. Because big column up here. Go. Open your mouths real wide. Go. My my my. Try that. My my my. Good good. Go mo mo mo. Yes yes. Go ma ma ma. Oh listen to that air. Good go go. Ha ha ha. Great go. Good good go. Okay. All warmed up, big round, Miles Column of Air on three. Here we go. One, two, three. I am a pizza. That was much better, much better. But some of you people, I forget, you're smiling out there. look like you're really enjoying yourselves. If you ever see opera singers, you know how serious they are about their music. Let's everyone get a good frown on your face. Check your neighbors. Make sure they're frowning, too. Big frown, serious round, Miles, open Column of Air. Here we go. One, two, three. I am a pizza. Some of you people are still laughing and fooling around out there. There's... Okay, so that part we do all together. The other part we do, you people taking a risk over there? Did I see you do? Yeah, okay, good. The other part, we, I sing a line and you repeat the line after me just the way I did it, okay? It's based on our American educational system so you don't have to think for yourself, you know, okay? So it's real easy, okay? It goes like this. I am a pizza. With extra cheese. Good. From tomatoes. Sauces squeezed. Good. Garlic and mushrooms. Oregano. All right, all together. Here we go. I am a pizza. Ready to go. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I am a pizza. Pepperoni. No anchovies. Or phony baloney. Good. Onions and sausage. Order by phone. All together. 
time to try this. Go. Good work. Don't drool on yourself. A pizza. I am a pizza with fresh baked crust. All together, here we go. I am a pizza ready to bust. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I am a pizza. Peppers on top. Out of the oven. Into the box. Good. Into the car and Upside down. Upside All together, down. here we go. I am a pizza dropped on the ground. Well, I was a pizza. I was the best. All together, here we go. I was a pizza. Are you? Well, I'll send out for everybody then. What kind do you want? Now, just like you ever have a day like that when you feel like you're a mess? Yeah. Come on. Let's no, let's give ourselves a big awe. Come on. What do you say? Oh yeah. You know. I mean, I think everybody goes through that sometimes. You know. And you all know what the dysfunctional. Fa you heard the term dysfunctional family? That got him laughing, didn't it? There is a. I don't think I like that term a whole lot, you know, uh, because it's another, who needs another negative label, you know? Come on. See, when we describe people who come from a dysfunctional family, we're usually talking about a family where it's not okay for the kids in that family to have a whole range of emotions. You know, it's not a safe place. When babies are born, we have all of our emotions. It's like one of those little paint boxes, you know, with like the eight little colors in it, you know, kind of thing. You know, after the first painting, they're all brown. You know those. Yeah. yeah. We're born with all of those colors. We got the bright colors and the dark ones and all, you know, those are our emotions, our feelings, you know. And in some families, it's not okay for the kids to, to express those, see. And when we're talking about dysfunctional families, it's, I think it implies kind of a level of national denial. Because when you're talking about dysfunctional families, you're kind of implying that there's functional families out there somewhere, aren't you, you know. And, uh, <laughs> And what I think is, is that I think that almost all the families we came from were families where it wasn't okay for us to ha feel safe about having a whole range of emotions. I don't know about you guys, you know, I mean, in my family, happy was okay, you know, quiet when they could get it, you know. But, you know, but, you know if I was sad, that wasn't okay. I really got the message. It wasn't okay to be sad in my family. How many of you ever laughed so hard you started crying? See, yeah, lots of you. Okay, how many of you ever cried so much you started laughing? Doesn't happen so much in that direction, does it? There's... See, what happens is when you're being emotional, when emotions are coming up, you don't know exactly what's going to come up, do you? You know, you can't, because if, if you've got good control of it, guess what, folks? You're not being emotional anymore. You know, and so what happens is when someone starts getting sad, how does it make you feel? Sad, yeah, it brings up our own sadness. So what do people around you do? What happens when you start getting sad? What do people do? Try to cheer you up. Oh, don't cry. Here, have a Kleenex, blow your nose, anything. You want something to eat? Can I get you something to drink? You know, just don't be sad, whatever you do. Because our own sadness comes up, and we learned that's not okay. And uh, what about when someone gets scared? Do you remember when you used to camp out? The kid in the, in the tent, you're feeling fine, but he's like scared, he's hearing noises, and after 15 minutes, guess what? 
you know? Or someone gets angry at you. Do you ever have someone get angry at you? Someone comes and starts yelling at you for no reason. You go, hey, don't yell at me! And all of a sudden, you're angry too. It's contagious, isn't it? Brings up that stuff. A lot of our families, those colors weren't okay in our paint boxes. So I heard another term that I really like. How about this? I see, I don't think we came from dysfunctional families. We're out here functioning pretty well. Don't you think most of us are doing okay, you know, doing the best of getting along? But I heard a term I really like. How about this? How about, how about maybe some of us came from families that had uneven parenting? <laughs> I had a little bit of that. Yeah, I go by that. Yeah. You know. I'll always remember the day my average was B. Was a pretty good B. But not quite an A. I thought that my dad would be proud. There was no way to know. His pride didn't show. That wasn't allowed. I don't know what my dad thought of me. Cause all he could say was why not an A? Why just to be? I hadn't known life was a test. Not till that day I didn't get A. I just did my best. That wasn't enough for my dad. His standards were high. I never asked why. I thought he'd get mad. My father had dreams of his own reflected in me that I couldn't see. I wish I had known. I won't live for that has been. I will not regret, but neither forget the father within. I won't demand A's of my daughter or son. They do what they can as women and men forever have done. Last week, my dad said he loves me. He's 73. And I'm 38. It's never too late. As a father, Give him B plus. I hope he won't fuss. <laughs> B plus is okay. Cause you don't need an A. Thank you. Thank you. I really like that song a lot. I didn't write that one. That was written by a dear friend named Bob Blue, and I heard Bob, and I said, Bob, that's a great song. That's my song. Can I do that song, please? I want to do that song. And he said, you want to do that song? And I said, yeah, it's a great song. He said, I don't know. There's a lot of controversy in my family about that song, you know. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, my brothers and sisters aren't so sure Dad should have even got a B plus. You know? <laughs> Let's stop here for today. Next week, we'll pick up where we left off and explain some of these family roles we play, starting with the enabler. The more we understand about how we work with each other, the more light we can shed on the processes we stumble through with those we love and the better able we are to help ourselves and the other folks in our lives so all of us can live with a bit more balance. If you've been enjoying my podcast, please let others know about it. You can send them the link to peteralsop.podbean, spelled P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, uh, or suggest that they look me up wherever they get their own podcasts. Tell them to type in Peter Alsop's Songs to Chew and hit the follow button so they'll get a new episode every week. 
And if you have any questions or suggestions, you can always reach me at peter at peterallsop.com. Thanks for stopping by. I'll see you next week for Chapter 2 of Family Roles.